Ron. I admire the work that he's done, how he's helped his community and how he's helped his friends uh, and how he's been fighting all of these social issues, especially that of systemic racism in the legal system and with the police departments around our country. But you can't fight every battle, you know? You can't, uh, you gotta pick your battles. I mean, it's a war that must be fought, but sometimes you need to take your time and be a little more patient before you comment on some of these um, uh, bad incidences that are happening with police departments. Uh, this one, uh, LeBron should have waited. Uh, I'm a little upset with most of the media because they showed us edited versions of what took place with the girl with the knife. They made it sound as if this was another police officer uh, overreacting and killing a young black American. Well, from what I saw when I saw the full tape, the police um, guy had no choice. He responded. We wish he could have pulled a taser. We wish he could have done it uh, in another way. But in that instance, if he hadn't done what he did, it appeared to me if another young American would have had her life taken. Uh, um, um, and hey, I can't fault what he did. I wish it was different, but I can't fault it. But LeBron, keep fighting the fight. I think we all got to be a little more patient. I'm against defunding the police. I think you just got to redirect some of those funds to better training and maybe dealing with more uh, um, psychological training. In any event. Welcome back. Little Joe's Conservative Corner. Unbelievably, that was O.J. Simpson. And I got to be honest with you, I was a little bit nervous because I actually agree with some of the things he says, which is scary to me because it is O.J. Simpson. However, once again, LeBron James decided to interject his opinion on social issues, even though he always is on the wrong side of things. He sent a tweet out that he quickly took back down. The original tweet had a picture of the police officer in the Ohio shooting, and it had the caption there, you're next. So take it for what you want. The way I would read that, and I think the way a lot of people read that, was more of a threat, and he ended up receiving a lot of backlash for it. So what he did to deflect was sent out another tweet, which reads, I'm so damn tired of seeing black people killed by police. I took the tweet down because it's being used to create more hate. This isn't about one officer. It's about the entire system, and they always use our words to create more racism. I am so desperate for more accountability. So he immediately went from a position of threatening to uh, now he's the victim. The one thing in his statement that I do agree with him about is perpetuating racism, which he just did. Although he doesn't see it, most racists don't know they're racist, but he just did it himself. By threatening a police officer based on edited footage that you've seen on mainstream media, you decided you were going to attack this man. Now, I've watched the clip. I'm sure so many people have. I have to say, my brother-in-law is a cop, and he's a good one. Watching that I don't see any other way for it to play out. It's a disturbing video. It's sad. It hurts everybody's heart that a young girl died. Obviously, we all care about that. Nobody's insensitive to that. However, the girl is lunging, and she wasn't a small girl. She looked like, I thought it was a woman, 
When they said they were, it was 16, I thought maybe I was watching the wrong film. She looked like a, a big person. And I don't mean big like fat. I mean big like a big girl. She looked like a, a tall, bigger girl. Well, the scuffle that was going on ahead of time, the police officers a certain amount of distance away, the guy just pulled up, everything erupts, and he literally has a split second to make a decision. From his point of view, he sees this girl getting rushed by another girl with a knife in her hand, and he's trying to preserve her life. I mean, what are police officers supposed to do? Should he as a cop stand there let the other girl get stabbed to death right in front of him and then arrest her? Oh, no, no, wait. He should pull out a taser, right? But see, the thing about tasers are there's only a certain amount of distance that they work. And even in that distance, the taser could fail. It could have no effect. Who knows? But he didn't, you know, honestly, watching that, he didn't even have the time to even go through that much rationale before it happened. I mean, this happened so fast. He made a split decision. He chose to preserve the girl's life by stopping the attack. So instead of coming off as a hero from saving one child there, he's being made out to be a villain for killing the other one. The guy's damned if he does damned if he doesn't. Cause if he sat there, then they would have said the police officer didn't do his job. He doesn't care. He's a racist. He let the kids kill each other. And then because he took the aggressor out of the situation, then he's the aggressor as well. And what's worse is that had that been two white girls fighting and a white police officer, it would have never made the news. You wouldn't even hear about it. If it was uh, a black police officer and two white girls, you wouldn't have heard about it. It's only because he's a white male and these are black teenagers that the left is making a big deal out of it. And didn't it come at a perfect time for them? They just got the guilty verdict in the George Floyd case. Things start to calm down. Tensions tensions are starting to ease from all that mess. And now all of a sudden, here we go. We jump right back in. It's unbelievable. This, at least from what I saw, this officer should be held up as a hero for preserving life. But instead, he's being made the villain. Now, I'm a father. I have a daughter. If I'm the father of the girl who's doing the stabbing, Naturally, I don't want you to shoot my daughter. If I'm the father of the girl who's about to get stabbed, naturally, I don't want to watch my daughter get stabbed. So I'm thinking, you know, cop, do what you need to do to neutralize the situation. I understand both sides of that coin, but ultimately it's a shame that somebody with as much influence as LeBron James. Now, I personally don't like him. I think the guy's a complete moron, but he has... I don't know, somewhere around 50 million followers on Twitter. I mean, what you're putting out into the world, you need to be held responsible for. You need to be more responsible for what you say because people act on those things. You know, people hear something like that from a guy like LeBron James, and maybe they do go after the cop when what did the cop do except his job? So I think LeBron needs to be held accountable for what he says as well. You took Trump off Twitter for less. LeBron didn't even get flagged. He didn't get suspended. Nothing was said because that's the game they're playing. You know, they favor the left and everybody that's down for the cause. So they don't do nothing to him. But he should not be on Twitter right now. 
That is dangerous rhetoric that's going to get people hurt, and he should not be saying things like that. He should know better as an influencer, but he doesn't. I get so frustrated with these people because they don't realize how much power and words they have. I'm small. I'm minuscule right now. Uh, I don't know. There's a few hundred people that listen to me uh, consistently. I would be careful what I say with my words. I would never encourage violence because you just never know what people are going to do. So you don't want to put that out there. What you always want to put out there is positivity. You want to give people hope and you want to do the best you can. Also, you want to make fun of some people, make them laugh. That's what I do anyways. But you certainly don't do that. Kimberly Clack really hammered him with the comments she made because he, LeBron is claiming he's so sick of racism and she had such a beautiful point. In her Twitter post, in a response to his Twitter post, she wrote, I hear you, but please read a book. The system in place was created by the very guy you supported in the presidential election. This very big mistake makes you part of the problem. You can't support the 1994 crime bill author and complain about police brutality. It's one and the same. And she's 100% right. He supported KKK Joe. Little Dementia Joe, that's who he wanted to win because he didn't like Trump. But ultimately, the platform that he has doesn't give him the right to go out and put out into the world little hints at being violent towards something you don't have the complete story on and now you're attacking another innocent person and you're attacking him because he's a white police officer. That's what it all comes down to. For the left, everything comes down to race. There is nothing else for them. That is their go-to move to poke at your emotions. And just to wrap this up, I'd like you to hear something as well. I held her. I watched her as she died. I watched her held her. All I could do was just hold her. I held her. Devastation, heartache, loss. I tried. I tried to stop the bleeding. So many feelings Maurice Jackson can't escape, and none of us could, after the loss of a child. Cincinnati police say his 13-year-old daughter, Nyara Givens, was stabbed to death by another 13-year-old girl last night during a fight near her home on Top Ridge Place. Tonight, prayers help ease the heartache, but barely. I was trying my best to protect her and be the father that I could be, you know. I guess I didn't pay attention to all the other stuff that was going on around her. Maurice says his daughter was the second oldest of seven children. He says she helped keep the family together and loved school. Maurice says she was a freshman at Aiken High and went to school with the girl who stabbed her. He says they were on and off friends, but his daughter was being bullied. Community leaders call the scene tragic. Learn how to solve problems one towards another because just because you're mad at somebody doesn't mean that their life has to be taken because of that. A 13-year-old's life stolen this time, and a family broken. Just the pain I'm feeling right now is just unexplainable. It's very unexplainable. She should be burying me. I should be burying her. Where's the cry for justice? Where's the tweet from LeBron James if he's so concerned about the black community? Two 13-year-old girls get in a fight, both black. One gets stabbed to death. Her father had to hold her and watch her die. Crickets from the left. Because it does not fit their narrative. 
That's what it's all about. This girl's life to them didn't matter because they couldn't exploit it after she died. Whereas the 16-year-old who was the aggressor, after she died, they're exploiting it because, once again, white cop, black child. Enough said. These things tend to upset me quite a bit. As a father, it upsets me with the kids. But more than that, the way they're dividing this country racially, it's immeasurable. All right. Climate change. And one of my all-time favorite people. (laughs) Yeah. Let's listen to what one of the smarter people, let's say, on the Democratic Party had to say about climate change. And I'm pretty sure you get the idea when you're listening to it where this is going. The climate crisis is a crisis born of injustice. And it is a crisis born of the pursuit of profit at any and all human and ecological cost. Which means that we must recognize in legislation that the trampling of indigenous rights is a cause of climate change. The, The trampling of racial justice is a cause of climate change because we are allowing people and we are allowing ourselves to make sure, to, we are allowing folks to deny ourselves human rights and deny people the right to health care, the right to housing and education. Say what? <laughs> AOC, wow. That truly was a jumbled statement. I mean, just listening to it, I got confused more and more as we were going. In the beginning, she sounded like she you know, started with a strong argument, whether you do or you don't believe in climate change, she sound like she was going in, uh, you know, somewhat of a normal direction, let's say. Once she got into the indigenous people, (laughs) you lost me, okay? The climate is so racist and everything that we do is racist. Industry is racist. Industry that helps bring these people cars and electric to their homes and TVs in their house and everything else. I mean, it just, it seems real racist. I don't know. I'm I'm working on it, but when she said that and uh, people of color and then getting into that, you can't get any medical attention. I, you, you just kept losing me there. <laughs> I don't know if it, maybe it's just me. Maybe I'm, I'm not wise enough to understand, but I always thought climate had to do with like the weather. I know I'm going out on a limb here, but I was assuming climate was like, you know, the oceans, how hot it is outside. I don't know. That's what I thought it was about. Stupid me. Anyways, in AOC's world, in her bill, she says a global reduction in greenhouse gas emissions from the human sources of 40 to 60% from 2010 levels by 2030 and a net zero global emission by 2050 is ideal for the preservation of the world. Interesting, you know, you wouldn't think that number's too bad, you know, 40 to 60%. Yeah, you got some time to do it. Yeah. Yeah. There's only one little problem with that. In the United States, transportation, planes, trains, automobiles, boats, they only account for 20%, give or take, of our carbon output. So we're still shy about 30. What that would mean is no cars, no planes, no trains, no uh, boats. How are you going to get food in your local grocery stores uh, without the 18-wheelers continuously rolling and bringing them in night and day to keep the shelves stocked for you to live your life? That would be one of my first problems. 
Uh, secondly, let's say you have a meeting that you got to be there for. You got to sign papers and everything. Uh, you live in, ah, let's go kind of close. Let's say you live in Arizona and the meeting's in California. Are you going to ride your bicycle? <laughs> Honey, I'm going to my meeting. Uh, it's Tuesday. I should get there sometime around yeah, Sunday morning-ish. Uh, meeting's Monday morning, so I'll do that, and I'll turn right back around and come back home. And, oh, by the way, I hope you pack me some food because I'm about to lose 100 pounds from friggin' bicycling 1,000 miles. Sorry. Also, how about boats? How do you intend to get anywhere? You know, we still do ship things, you know, cargo-wise on the ocean and everywhere else that come from their favorite place, China. We're getting stuff imported here all the time. What about those? Oh, and there's that other pesky problem that even if we reduce our output, do you think anybody else is going to? Yeah. Oh, AOC also in the bill wants you to stop eating meat. Yeah, no more cows. Messy animal. Farts too much. I guess all that grass bothers its stomach. A lot of gas going on there. Yeah, cows account for 3.7%. So we're doing good. We're at about 23% or so, maybe 24. So if you cut all that out, so now we got no beef. No planes, trains, automobiles, or boats. So what's left to cut? Oh, that's right, fossil fuels. Well, fossil fuels are somewhere around 9%. We're getting warmer. So now we're just above 30. We're at what? We were at about uh, 34% once you really add all the direct numbers up. So we're, we're almost, I mean, we're only like 20% shy. So now we have no electric. No cars, no trucks, no planes, no boats, no cows. So we're definitely not eating any hamburgers. Uh, and we're all either dying of heat exhaustion or freezing to death, depending on where you live. This is going real well for us so far. I really, I'm, I'm liking the, way, the direction this is going in. That girl is a world-class idiot. When I say she needs to go back to bartending, although I might be, you know, somewhat trying to be comical. Oh, I'm dead serious at the same time. Please go back to bartending. Worry about some other things that matter. I don't know. Worry about where you're going to strategically place mothballs in your closet so that way you don't smell like mothballs when you're pulling your clothes out. Go get a pedicure. Do something productive with yourself because right now, once again, you just look like a moron. It's not going to happen, not to mention, in the document itself. Now, remember, this is about climate change. I want to be very, very specific on that. Things they want to address are hourly wages, okay? Uh, <laughs> I know this is just so, so stupid, okay? Hourly wages, gender gap earnings, the uh, radical wealth uh, division in the country, they want to counter systematic racism, everything that has to do with the climate. I would rather not read any more about it because it is so ridiculous. It is so far from the truth. First of all, climate change. I've said this before. I will say this until I'm dead. Russ Limbaugh said the same thing. Okay, When I started listening to Rush, I didn't just take his word for it. I looked for myself and He's 100% right. Everything is theory. They are not direct science. When you have a theory, I could have a theory on anything. Doesn't make it true. It's not fact. There is no fact. 
They're going to tell you the water levels are dropping in some places in the world, but yet they're rising in others. You know, the world cycles on its own. We should always be good stewards of our environment, but we are. Think about in the 80s, depending on how old you are. If you're younger, maybe you learn something. If you're older, you'll be right with me on this one. You remember when all the girls were doing their hair, they got the big old spray bottle, man, and they're cutting loose. They got hairspray just flying. Not only is it bad for the environment, my God, what it must be doing to your lungs, but get rid of those bottles. Ozone layer. You know, we're burning a hole in it. We're, we're all going to be deep fried and smothered in butter. Okay. <laughs> Guess what? You ever hear anything about the ozone layer anymore? Oh, no. You know why? Because if you look up, actually look up scientific fact, the ozone layer has repaired itself. You know, cars, they're cleaner. The engines burn cleaner. They've changed everything. We do take care of our environment. We are helping. But we also need to survive economically. It's not a selfish thing to want to survive economically and make sure that there's money in the country so that you can be a wealthy nation and everybody can enjoy a piece of the pie. There's nothing wrong with that and you shouldn't be ashamed of that. I'm not ashamed of it. This bill has nothing to do with the climate. Nothing. It barely addresses the climate. What it addresses are rules and regulations to what you can and cannot do that they decide and they're going to put into place. And if you don't follow suit and you don't do what they say, they'll shut your businesses down. You're going to get chastised for it. It's going to be a problem. So AOC, please. Bartending is your calling. You're the perfect person for that. You're, you talk crazy anyways. It's perfect. The people at the bar have to be so entertained. When you say something like that and they're drunk, they must just be falling out of their chair thinking how stupid you are, and it's great. You probably get a great tip for it. You probably made more money as a bartender than you're making now as a congresswoman. Go back to bartending. Do yourself and the world a favor. We would all greatly appreciate it. <laughs> that will about wrap it up for me today. Remember, this is my 91st. I will stay true to my word on my 100th episode. I will be doing my video part of the podcast with it. Um, I will also be launching my website at the same time. On my 99th episode, I'll give you the names and where you can find everything. I'm still tweaking everything just to make sure it's right for my launch. Otherwise, if you'd like to reach out to me, ljconsercrn at gmail.com. Parlor, my preferred social media app. At Joe Little, Twitter, CloudHub, and Gab. I mainly now just put my podcast on where you can find the link to it there. If you'd like to follow me on any of those, Twitter at LJCONSERCRN, CloudHub, Little Joe CC, Gab, Little Joe's Corner. God bless. Have a great Friday.